This is Unsocial Spectators with Clay Harrison and Mark Ramsey. And uh, you can find us at unsocialspectators.com and also at unspectators on Twitter. Uh, Welcome to episode 52 of Unsocial Spectators. Hello, hello. Hey now, how's it going? Oh, doing pretty good. I just had my uh, birthday lunch. Happy birthday. Yeah, tomorrow. My, my birthday is tomorrow. I had a, a ribeye. Oh, nice. Uh, so good. Uh, so, this week we're going to do 2004. So, what movie did you watch for that year? I watched Anchorman. <laughs> I... Uh, I hated Anchorman for the longest time, and I yeah. don't know why. I just feel like it was probably overquoted to me or something like that. Uh, but look, I, I hated it too because I I can't stand when people quote movies. It's like, come on, <laughs> watch the movie. It's not more funny when you quote it. I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting to like go back and even see like at this point, uh, what who is it? Uh, fucking Ben Stiller does uh the the head of the Spanish station and does like kind of a brown face Spanish accent, which right. is really kind of it's kind of cringy to watch now. But this film is packed with like tons of like comedy. Oh, you know, it's just joke after joke after joke, you know. Yeah, I mean. Even, like, one of the supporting characters is Catherine Hahn, and she's just fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I just, I have a hard time watching Will Ferrell. I just, yeah, not I, not the biggest fan. Uh, maybe old school and everything after that. Nah, no thank you. Uh, old school, and I like, uh, I do like Anchorman. I've come back around on it because uh, I just love the absurdity of it. And, you know, it, it is kind of like in the 70s, like the news anchor was kind of a celebrity in your local area because oh, that yeah. was the o- only person you got news from. Yeah, and uh, Steve Carell's great. Oh, my God. Like, he, so fucking he's, funny. He's really great. And... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, is really uh, good too. D- David Keckner is yeah, kind. Keckner's incredible. <laughs> He's always good. He was great in Krampus. Oh yeah, just like kind of belittling Adam Scott the whole time, yeah. then just goes out and dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's it, it like still holds up because it's all silly and absurd. Yeah, but oh, the yeah. fact but the fact that we grew up in that time period and kind of remember, you know, the odd uh, you know, anchor person because it was like a big thing to be on TV too. Oh, and now yeah. it's like no big deal. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh the people on TV it's like they would come to your school and it'd be a big deal and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I I also watched uh, Barbarella. I oh. mean, not from not from two thousand four. It was just a a, a rewatch because uh, Shelby had gotten the Steelbook, and oh, okay. I know this is an 
this is an audio uh but the steel book is always it just has great fucking art the uh, anchorman steel book i have it just has like the mustache <laughs> the mustache look of ron burgundy uh yeah oh is it a steel book <laughs> yes steel book uh but but yeah um uh Barbarella is uh, Jane Fonda at her peak. Yeah. She, yeah. She is maybe one of the most beautiful actresses at that time mm-hmm. ever, you know. Yeah, and she gets she gets full, full nude in it, nudes up. At, they've talked about rebooting Barbarella over and over again. Yeah, uh, the, I told you they're going to do it with uh, what uh uh, I, I told you last week or something. Let me see. Yeah, because I'd heard about the Drew Barrymore version uh, you no. know, years years ago, yeah. and you had brought this up. I can't remember who the actress was though. Uh, well, anyways. Um, yeah, but Barbarella is like this, you know, kind of campy uh, European comic that got adapted uh, by some Americans. And, uh, you know, it it has the source of the answer, where did the band Duran Duran get their name from? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. every good Gen Xer should know the answer to. Well, uh, uh, Barbarola, she w- or Jane Fonda, she was married to the director. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That's... Barbarella is one of those movies I got to see very young that was very inappropriate for me, but like it was just cable, so you just <laughs> went in yeah, the bathroom and watched uh, that, That's why uh, she did the movie, because her husband got her to do it. So. Mm. Uh, How many times has she been married? I don't know. But, uh, wasn't I she do... married to the guy who owns CNN? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was married to him. But that was later in life to get the bucks, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Ted Turner. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Uh, and uh, then the uh, another 2004 movie I watched uh, was a movie called Primer. Have you have you ever seen Primer? I don't think so. It was shot in Dallas. Uh, it is a movie about time travel. And I used to be really big on the movie, but after rewatching it, it is a really tough watch because... Uh. It's almost as if uh, the dialogue is written to not tell the story, but the but it's kind of the way the story unfolds. So these these guys are like engineers who are working out of their garage, and they build something they think is like an anti gravity thing, but they start to realize when they use the machine uh, that like this bacteria would start to grow on things, and they said, "Well, that that's just natural bacteria for the things that lay around." And they go, this seems like it's been laying around for months. And so then they realize, oh, we've built like a time machine. So this guy figures out like, and they play that by the back to the future rules. There's one timeline. If you go back in time, you could see yourself. So he creates this. And it's really hard to explain, but there is a formula for like going back in time because he goes back in time and to not like touch or, you know, he acknowledges that he could see the other self and not do anything wrong. But he goes back in time 
to change things. Like, you know, they start to play the stock market to get money to see if they can. And then they start to talk about like destiny and free will, uh, because like if they're changing all this, they know that these things will always happen. Were they destined to or do they have free will? Sure. Then while but but while it's happening, uh, um, there's an, a gun violence situation. There's a guy who brings a gun to a party and they're going to now go back in time and try to undo it. And so now they start to kind of compete against each other because one guy's like, hey, maybe we we don't we shouldn't mess with certain things or do, you know, they start having this like moral issue, but it isn't played out very well. Uh, it's kind of wrapped up real quick at the end, but uh, because one guy goes back in time to he goes far enough back to kind of build his own time machine and start to change things himself. But it's just really two guys talking the whole time. Oh, so, so it, you know, when I was rewatching it, I wasn't as into it as I was before, but it does have like an interesting time theory to it that we all live in one time frame. If you travel backwards in time, uh, you could see yourself. And so they like, go back and make changes and do things. And so uh, it just wasn't as good as I remembered. I, I was kind of bummed revisiting because I was like, oh, well, this isn't that great. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw it. Uh, so for 2004, I watched uh, The Machinist. Yes. I had never seen it before. Really cool, man. Yeah, Christian Bale, man. That movie... He that lost, may be he, his best movie. He lost 60 pounds. Yeah. He, and looked, put, he looked like a like a, uh, a Holocaust victim, you know? Yeah. And then the next year, he would put it all back on to play Batman. Yeah. You know, like he gains all that weight and all that muscle. Yeah. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, he... Uh, has been uh, insomniac for uh, over a year, loses all this weight, is totally hallucinating, and just a really cool movie. You get to see his kind of breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Had a good time watching it. I'd never seen it before, you know, so it, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but. I want, I paid for the Banana Splits movie. Oh, no. I should have warned you. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, I wanted that to be so much better than it was. And it, it, it was just really bad. It was a total shit show, man. <laughs> just bad. Really, really bad. And it's and it could have been so much better. Like, it could have been a really great throwback horror film stylized with, you know, the fucking banana splits. Yeah. Yeah, it could have I mean, been fun, and this was boring. You know? Yeah, because, like, uh, in Kick-Ass, they hijack uh, the theme to the banana splits uh -huh. and use that when they introduce Hit-Girl uh, when she goes on a massive killing tear. And... and so to me, that's when I hear that theme, I go, they used it really well. I would love to have a horror scene with the banana splits and that song playing and just blood and hacking and just any kind of violence. <laughs> yeah, but I was uh, pretty disappointed in it. 
Um, but I did watch a horror film I really enjoyed. Skinnamarink. Yeah, you sent me the review. You were big on this, and Shelby and I got to Shudder, and we were looking at it, and she's like, so what, what you said that you needed to just totally immerse yourself. Yeah, in this, right? Turn off the, uh, shut the door, turn off the light, uh, turn off your phone. You can't have anything, uh, with it. You know, uh, it's not for everybody, but I really enjoyed it. it it's, it was shot low. And it basically are just these kids, the doors all shut and these kids are then there and there's a ghost presence and you can hear yeah. it like talking to the kids. And at one point, uh, the ghost takes away one of the kids mouth and it's just, I mean, it's not, it, it's not gory, but it's. It's just, it just looks like his mouth is closed or yeah, just... you're sealed over. And it's, oh, wow. it's just like in this house in the nineties and they, they're playing these public, uh, um, public domain cartoons and stuff. And it's shot from a kid's perspective and it's, Oh. And things are appearing and disappearing, and it's just a mind fuck. Uh, okay. A real a mood movie. There's not much dialogue or anything, but it, really, really fun. I jo I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed the style of the whole thing, you know. Yeah, uh, but definitely you can't. You can't have your phone on. You can't have lights on you have to get immersed in get, it it's, okay cool it's definitely, there are very few movies like that it's definitely a movie that would be good to see in the theater for that reason you know because you're yeah you're just trapped no phone nothing you know uh but yeah you can't have it all in the background you know what I mean? Yeah, I remember. I remember going to see a Quiet Place, and you know how that movie yeah. opens, and the whole theater was just so silent. And it's great when you get a whole theater that's packed. Yeah, and they're playing along because it's tense. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, you know, it always seems like I would get some theater with some asshole in his phone, or he has to check his fucking messages all the time during the movie. Yeah, yeah, that pisses me off. I always say, I stand up and say something. I said, go outside if you have to use it. I can hear you, dumbass. Uh, but uh, I also watched uh, Wakanda Forever. I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, it, oh, it was so good. good. It was really good. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Had a good time. You forget how, how, how great Angela Bassett is. Yeah, well, she's always good, you know. Good in everything yeah. she does. Uh, so, what else have you been watching? Uh, I watched another 2004 film, Dawn of the Dead, the remake that James Gunn wrote yeah. and Zack Snyder directed. I just, you know, I, I love that film. It's just fun. It's uh, good. You know, it, it it doesn't have the social commentary of the original, but you don't need it because it's, it's Phil Dunphy being an asshole 
It's Sarah Polly running for her life. That whole opening is so great. I just uh, I just love good zombie film. Yeah, it's a really good time. I enjoy that one. Uh, I told you I watched uh, Day of the Dead, the remake, last week, and that was just crap. <laughs> Nick Cannon. <laughs> just crap. Uh, but I, I watched uh, Brandon Cronenberg's uh, first film uh, on Tubi, uh, Antiviral. Yeah, you're big on his movies, and really, and so... really good, man. It oh, was man. it was crazy. It's like uh, this company or this kind of a uh, new. It's like kind of in the future. And then, yeah. uh, they're taking like uh, diseases or viral diseases that celebrities get and injecting them into people so that you can feel what the celebrity felt. Just weird, man. Not, yeah, but not you, know what? A whole, you know people would do that. Yeah. Not That's not the a whole part not is. a whole bunch of bar body horror, but still out there, you know, and uh, at one point, this guy gets skin grafts of uh, tissues or skin of celebrities and puts it on his arm so he can touch celebrity skin. Just really weird concept. Yeah, it's uh, called antiviral. It's on Tubi, you know. So I would recommend it. You should check it out. Yeah, yeah fun film. Yeah. What, what disturbs me about shit like that is that you know that there are people so obsessed with fame and celebrity oh. that that would be, oh, they'd it's, be like, oh, so it's, into that. It's come, oh my God, I've got, uh, you know, uh, 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 what's, what's her name? Everyone, Kardashian. Yeah, oh, I got Kardashian skin on me. Just weird, man. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Like you know that people like on some level though. You know we talk about like movies and stuff, but I don't think I like. I don't obsess about like a celebrity or their lifestyle or whatever. Look, look I met tons of celebrities. Yeah, and. It doesn't, no big deal, you know? And if I see a celebrity out in the out and about, if they're with their children, I never go talk to them. It's like hands yeah. off, you know what I mean? Uh, I remember one time uh, I saw, my, I was in uh, Vancouver and I saw Michael McKeon. And I just, I nodded at him, you know, and and he saw that he recognized me and that I wasn't coming over. So he came over and he said, "Uh, hey, how are you? I said, oh, I'm doing good. I I said, I I didn't want to bother you. He said, oh, it's fine. I noticed that you didn't come over. So I just wanted to introduce myself, and I thought that was really cool. <laughs> the just want to like I that is super cool. Yeah, I, but I would I on a nerd level, I st- I would probably want to ask him about 
the movies and the stuff, you know, like I would, you know, like, do you know when you're doing Spinal Tap, do you know that it's going to be Spinal Tap? No, no. Like working with Christopher Guest, like what's the best? Like, I, I love him in those I movies. asked him, oh, do you live here in town? I asked him, oh, what are you doing? Or, you know, or uh, what are you doing today and stuff? Because all yeah. that other stuff, they have so many people, especially like at a convention, people ask the same fucking questions over and over again. The only yeah. time I ask questions is if I have an interview with the people. Like, I've interviewed uh, um, Mark Marin. I've interviewed... Uh, all kinds of, uh, you know, one time I helped, uh, 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 you know, interview a bunch of, uh, celebrities, but it's only if they know I'm interviewing, you know, if I'm, yeah, you're in that kind of situation where you're giving them Q and a, yeah, yeah. I, you know, but like, uh, just hanging out with celebrities I just talk about what you usually try. I don't want to make them feel like I'm a gloating fan. It makes them feel uncomfortable. They put up their yeah. defenses. You know what I mean? I just want yeah. them to feel like they're a person. You know? It's, it, it's hard not to talk about someone's work like him, though, that you really respect. Pe people don't want to hear that shit, you know? Hmm. They, they they really don't, man. Um, uh, but I guess it's because I grew up uh, in my dad, dad's office. There would be lots of celebrities and, celebrities yeah. and uh he always said just treat them like people don't fawn over them don't say you love this or love that if it comes up in conversation fine you know uh but yeah. that's how he would always do business with them you know what i mean if they brought it up talk about it if not just tell them a joke <laughs> <laughs> uh but i rewatched uh dr sleep i have not watched it i think shelby and i are gonna do a double feature it's on tubi oh really yeah oh, okay it had been on hbo max for a while i didn't know it hit tubi good deal. yeah it's on t i watch it on tubi i had seen it before i love it uh yeah definitely watch the shining and then watch dr sleep you know Mm -hmm. Uh oh! I watched Till. Pretty yeah, fucking depressing. I was gonna say that seems pretty heavy shit. That's not yeah I'm yeah pretty gonna... pretty heavy. But I watched it with my mother because uh, uh, she likes to know about American history kind kind of stories. So you know, yeah, I, and I thought the, the she last would I... like it. And I heard the acting yeah. was good, so. Yeah, so in the end, I know that the woman who accused him, she 
on her deathbed, like came forward and said that she had lied about everything. Is yeah. that like wrapped no, up in the film? No. It, okay. So in the film, you see what happened when uh, he goes in the store and then you see her lie about it in the court. Oh, so they just play it out for yeah. real instead of her death deathbed no, confession. No deathbed confession, but uh, yeah, at the very end, they show uh, a bunch of shit on the screen. Well, later on, the guys that killed him confessed to a news article. Nothing happened because you don't have yeah. double jeopardy. You can't be convicted of the same crime. So they. And they got paid by the magazine. That's so fucked up, man. Totally Fuck fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Fuck America is right. Uh, oh, uh, speaking of fuck America, after Till, I had to watch Brotherhood of Death. Whoa, what the fuck is Brotherhood of Death? So it's free on Plex. It's from, uh, I think, 1976. It's about these uh, uh, black guys in the South, and they're uh, uh, the clans trying to kill them. It's a '70s exploitation movie, you know, and it shows them like fighting back. They're these army buddies, and it shows them fighting back and killing the clan. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I heard about it on Quentin Tarantino's podcast, so I definitely watched it. You know, but... Oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to check this out. Yeah, check it out. I think you'll like it. Uh, real fun watch. Also... And it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on Plex for free. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, on Tubi, I watched Suburbia. Yeah, so what did you think? I'd never seen it before, but it was a good time. Yeah? Yeah, I enjoyed was it. it. Was was this the 80s or the 90s one? The no, uh, Richard Blinkletter 90s? No, it's uh, uh, the 80s one. Oh, okay, yeah. That one's a lot darker than the one Blinkletter did. Yeah, 83, I think it was, and... Uh, a flea, isn't it? Yeah, it's an early flea appearance. And uh, it's flea when uh, he wasn't credited as flea uh, because uh, uh, he got in the red hot child peppers after. Like yeah. a couple of months after he made the movie. Yeah, and. Thrasher, uh, or Thrashin, the movie with, uh, what's his name, Thanos, um, I hate that I start to lose my mind of, of people, but, uh, well, because yeah, Thanos... that had the red hot, chi yeah, that, that had red hot chili peppers in it, one of their first movie appearances, and it's wild, Flea, Flea like, appears in a ton of movies, uh -huh. and, uh, he's just, like, usually, like, a, a, a minor character, like, a yeah. Uh, like in Baby Driver, I don't even think there are like ten people in that whole film, and he's one of the villains. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and you forget that too. Flea's been in a bunch of stuff lately, you know. I mean, he uh, Mandalorian, I think. 
Was he in Mandalorian? Uh, I think he was either Mandalorian or uh, uh, Obi-Wan. I can't remember. Oh, fuck, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was uh, he was an Obi-Wan. He uh, was one of the guys that was going after little Princess Leia. That's right. Yeah. Fucking A, man. Yeah, he's... Well, a, he just has this, like, history of being a bad guy in waiting. Yeah. Yeah, he's in a bunch of shit. Uh, but, yeah, and this morning I watched a, a rewatch uh, Silverado. Wow, I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, I hadn't seen it since it came out in the, in the theater. Really young uh, Kevin Costner before he got uh, big, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kevin Klein is very good in the film, you know. He's always good. Uh, however, I hate him because he married uh, my sweetheart, <laughs> Phoebe Cates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the great Phoebe Cates. Uh, uh, but I have a bunch of stuff that's coming that I thought, oh, oh, I finished watching Mayor of Kingstown. You have to see it, dude. Well, I, the okay. first season, it was excellent. I'm on the second season now. And I started watching 1923, which is the, uh, Yellowstone show with, oh, yeah. with Harrison Ford in it. And uh, Helen Mirren. Right? Yeah, it's really, really, really good, man. I think you would really enjoy it. It's just the cinematography is so good, man. And just beautiful, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, they're making Gladiator 2. Why? Uh, Ripley Scott needs the money. Fucking A, though, but that has the perfect ending. That's just why. Because God, Ripley Scott so needs the money? I, wa that. I walked out of the first one. Really? Fuck, yeah, I love Joaquin Phoenix in that. He's so fucking evil. Dude, uh, uh,. When you're a Roman historian and yeah, uh, <laughs> they have Greek helmets, you just kind of get pissed off and leave. I just went out and uh, played arcade games. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, Hulu is bringing out new episodes of King of the Hill. I'm super hyped about this. <laughs> I cannot wait to see... Uh, a grown Bobby Hill and what he's doing. Oh, you think he's going to be grown? It's a cartoon. Yeah. I I think they're going to uh, age him up and really? do it contemporary. Yeah, huh. I think that's what I had read, that they were going to age them up and uh, they were still going to be in Arlen. Uh, but we were going to fall like Bobby Hill and his adventures. Oh, I didn't know that. I just thought it was new episodes. But yeah, that'd oh, be maybe, maybe I read some... Maybe I read some fan fiction. Who knows? Oh, uh, what are you doing reading uh, King of the Hill fan <laughs> fiction? <laughs> uh, because it exists. Uh, you know why it's called Arlen? It's Arlington and Garland. 
Yeah, yeah. And suppo- yeah, I mean, it, supposedly, uh, the Beavis and Butthead were based on characters that he had seen in Garland. No, I believe it. Uh, I, I grew up in Garland. I know those kids. I, I were friends with them, you know? Yeah, same here. I know them. They went to high school with me. <laughs> uh, 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 so, that's all I got. Uh, well, the last movie I watched was, uh, uh, I can't remember where we found this. I, it it might have been on Shutter, but I think you could find, oh, it's free on Tubi and, and Plex. Death Spa from 1989 about the killer, <laughs> the killer spa. I, I've seen the, so pi- I've fun. seen the pictures, uh, the, the, so mo- fun. the movie poster. Yes. Cause it has a name. That like when certain parts of the neon go out, it still spells death spa. Right. And it's and it's just got like it's almost like they had a checklist of things they had to do in the movie to, you know, to to make it happen. It's like required boobs. They have like a shower scene for no reason with women you haven't met in the movie. <laughs> uh, the great Ken Forey's in it. Uh, uh, metric uh, Buttrick is from. He was in. He played Shatner's kid uh, in Wrath of Khan. Oh, okay. You remember yeah. him? Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he, yeah. He's he he's in it. He he, he looked uh, like he the, the greatest American hero. He looked yeah, like William Cott. You know. Oh. Um, yeah. He he was in he was in uh God, what was it? Square Pegs too. Oh, okay. But this was this this was his last film. Uh, he was one of the early AIDS victims. Oh, and, really? And passed I did, away. I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, that's away from that. But, that's sad. But Death Spa's maybe. I mean, it is so much fun. It is the good bad of eighties horror, and it's just worth sitting through if you just want to have a laugh. So I was thinking we go up to 2010 and stop because that's kind of the limit, you know? Yeah. And then we start doing podcasts. We pick a movie that both of us haven't seen. Oh, okay. And then we do a show about that film. Uh, uh, Well, uh, we we talk about uh, kind of our review and what we think about it and kind of dig up some of the history and stuff. Okay, cool. So that'd be fun. And we could do a bunch of, uh, uh, you know, uh, maybe 70s genre films, you know. Yes. Just go, go through the Quentin Tarantino yeah, recommendations. Yeah, go through all that shit, man. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I need to get the list. Joe Bob uh, Briggs has a list that uh, that he does of movies talking about how the rednecks saved Hollywood. And he talks about, like, from the 60s to now, just the different type of characters that would end up in these films that made Hollywood really successful. And they were just based on kind of the blue-collar common man. And uh, I have a list of them. Uh, they'd be great to go through. I bet you they're Quentin Tarantino's too. Uh, yeah, but uh, we should do flicks we haven't seen, you know, so we go yeah, go, yeah. go into it fresh. Uh, so next week we have 2005, and I want to do War of the Worlds. 
Okay, good. <laughs> I uh, am going to do Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh-huh. Oh, I guess you're going to do more black films. And Brick. I'm going to do two crime films that I love. Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is one I watch every Christmas. And Brick is early Ryan Johnson with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah. in a real neo-noir thriller. Yeah. It's based in high school. Whoa, whoa. Uh, Ryan Johnson said he uh, used his high school. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I didn't know. I don't know much about it, but it's one that I, I bought because it was really hard to find. And I've just been a fan of it because I watched it one afternoon just out of the blue. Uh, yeah, I've seen and it. And just loved it. I've enjoyed it. But uh, uh, I don't have Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, do you have it? Yeah. Send it my way. All right. I think I just. Yeah. I have it. I know I have it because it's a Shane Black film. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, I, I watch over it. I'll yeah, rip you a copy. Yeah, that'd be good. I'd like to check it out because I just heard a review about it. I, I listened to a podcast called uh, The Canon Canon. Oh, for Canon films? Yeah. Cool. It's real fun. Just amazing Canon. You know, you know Canon films, you know. Uh, yeah, they did the He-Man movie. They did insane shit. There's a great documentary about them. D dude, they did the most insane movie of all. <laughs> the Barbarian Brothers. Oh, yeah, those are fucking weird. <laughs> uh, just yes. crazy shit. Uh, not, no, Life Force. Oh, Life Force is insane. That alien <laughs> movie with uh, Stephen Railsback is in it, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Just crazy film. Uh, yeah, I'm looking to see what, what else came out in 2005 if there's other stuff I want to Isn't get. Patrick Stewart in Life Force? Fuck, I don't know. I think he is. I think he's a doctor or something. By force. Oh, okay, we need to go. We have a minute yeah. and a half <laughs> left. Oh, shit, we're fucking around. Okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, see everybody next week. Later. Later. Have a good one.